Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest today. His name is Hassan Hasmani, and uh, he's a young man from our community that's been doing this Amazon internet entrepreneur thing for a while now, and he's got a cool story to tell. So we brought him on as a guest. We've been trying to connect with him for a while now, but his story just keeps getting better. So it's probably cool that we delayed it by several months because now he's got a new product that just launched. We're going to tell you about that. But just another example of one of these great young people from our community, you have people of all different ages that are doing some really cool stuff. He's got an infectious energy and optimism about him, which I think has served him very well in his business endeavors. And I'm just excited to jump in. And, and all I've had is a couple short conversations with him. You're kind of meeting him as I am. You know, we've hit the record button very fast today. And we're just going to uh, get to know this young man and hear what he's up to. So let me fill in, Hassan, before I turn the microphone to you for, for a minute, what I know. Here's some things I know. Now, you, you bought the Proven Amazon course a while back. You kind of fumbled around. Your dad gave you a little seed money, if I remember correctly. And you lost money before yeah. you started making money, right? It was a big experiment. But now you've got a seven-figure business. Your yeah. profit margins around 10 to 15% last I heard on Amazon. There may be some updates here. Um, you've got a game that you're excited about that you've introduced and you made about a thousand pre-sales of that. That's cool. We want to hear about this game. We want to hear about how it's going, how you're marketing that. And then fill in any gaps that are of interest uh, to you, stuff you're passionate about, excited about. And uh, like I said, you don't have to tell us your exact age, but man, you're a pretty young dude, man. You're in your mid-20s <laughs> and, and you're already hitting it. So this is this is cool. Inspire us, man. Tell us about what you're up to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just a little background of the story that you were talking about. My family is very entrepreneurial. Uh, my dad's been an entrepreneur my entire life. I've been helping my dad run his businesses since I was a kid. And uh, junior year after college, I just had a urge to try and start my own business. So I literally Googled how to make money selling online. That was my start. I was like, it's a good way to go. <laughs> that that's actually could be a pretty rough start, depending on where you land. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So I had the idea of doing liquidation. That was my, uh, that was my beginning. Uh, I pitched it to my dad. Uh, he gave me some seed money to start off. Uh, it was $5,000. Uh, and I, I don't think he expected me to do well, but I think he just gave it to me. So I had an opportunity to learn. Um, and I didn't do well. I lost 3000 of that original $5,000. Uh, kind of crushed me for a bit. Uh, but then I found a proven Amazon course. I signed up for it, learned as much as I could. And I slowly worked my way up. I did all an arbitrage that first winter. Then, uh, as anyone will tell you, Q4, you get a real taste for it. <laughs> you get a real hunger because uh, the sales just start coming in. And so we, I built it back up. I got my money back. I uh, took it $2,000, bought it back up. And then 2016, I went all in on it. And I kind of just stumbled into wholesale one day. And that's a lot of people will tell you one of the easiest ways to get into wholesale is to do on an arbitrage uh, and then just kind of find products. And then that year, I grew my business dramatically. I interned in New York City. I had a full-time job offer. And I went into college to get my CPA. But I ended up dropping out of grad school because uh, November, my business just started taking off. And I declined the job offer and it's been like that since then. Accounting, man. Quite a contract. You know, the best grade I ever got in any accounting class I took was a C and I was proud of it. I pulled, <laughs> down, a, pulled down a D or two if I remember correctly. But yeah, we've got a good handful of accountants, but this is the exciting side of business, the entrepreneurial side. Man, I don't know how accountants do it. I really don't. I mean, much respect <laughs> to the accountants out there, but dude, <laughs> not yeah. for me. Entrepreneurship um, is definitely a risk, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. 
dude, so you're really, you're doing some cool stuff. And let me just throw it. You, you dropped a little bone there. I'm going to spend just a second on it for the, sure. for the listeners. You said, Hey, you started off some OA and that turned into some wholesale. OA of course is online arbitrage. That's finding stuff online that you can buy for five yeah. bucks and sell for 30 on Amazon. Right. I mean, yep. it's, it's not complicated. We teach it in the no. proven Amazon course, but along the way, as you're doing this research, as you're mining for gold, you're going to come across some products and think to yourself, wow, I mean, if I can buy this off a website for five bucks, I bet I could wholesale it a hundred at a time for $2. Let's go find it. So it's, it could be as simple as looking on the package. You know, I mean, I've got a, I've got a little box of a product right here. You know, you, you bought today, you're like, Hey, who manufactures and distributes this? A lot of times you can look around the box distributed by, you give them a shout like, Hey, I want to buy a bunch of this. Yeah. It's not a complicated thing. You know? No, it's more stuff that we teach. But talk us through that journal, that journey, just yeah. a little bit from finding products on OA online sure. to wholesale. Like how that happen? Oh, it's actually kind of a cool story. Uh, you'll like this. So when I was doing OA, this was February of 2016. I actually I found a product I really liked. Uh, I was selling a lot, of, but I had no more cash. So I reached out to my dad. And I was like, Dad, this product is selling well, whatever. And he's like, You're not getting. Another loan. <laughs> like, I already gave you yeah. 5000 dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I gave my money. So I was like, all right, well, I got to do something with my free time because I was waiting for the inventory to reach and I was waiting for the payout from Amazon, which is like a week away. I just wanted this item so bad. Uh, and I was just fumbling through your Facebook community, my sound team. Uh, great place to get some insight, get some info. And I just remember, I, I just searched wholesale in the group. And I was just reading through all the posts because I was trying, I was like, maybe I should learn, spend this free week learning about wholesale. And one guy was just like, you know what? Start off with OA. And then reach out to the products that do well, reach out to the company for wholesale. So I was like, okay. So I went out to that website of the product that I wanted and uh, I emailed them. I was like, hey, where can I get this wholesale? And uh, they gave me some info and that's how it started. That's it. <laughs> it's that simple. Wow. That's, I love that story, man. <laughs> and that, that's how that turned into a million dollar business, to, uh, you know, 300% growth and all that. How many different products are you selling wholesale to come up with that million dollar business? Is it? It's a one one product line that you're deep into, or is there several? It's one niche that I'm deep into. Uh, okay, it's not really a replenishable niche. It's uh, it's just buying different products all the time. But it's hard to give them a firm number. But there are some months that are phenomenal. There are some months that are slower. So I don't really have a number. But in wholesale, the greatest thing about it is you just uh, you take the revenue and you just put it back in, and it's very quick churning. Something like private label, you takes three months to for a product to come in and i'm doing private label now but it takes three months just for a product to come from china and then you reinvest it but wholesale i mean i went from twenty thousand my first year into six hundred thousand my second year and then 1.8 million my third year so it's very easy to just turn that money back around and just buy more products what does your dad think of your business now uh i think he still wishes uh i, I had my cpa <laughs> degree so you could brag about me being a cpa something uh, to fall like hey, to fall back on when this all starts. You're like, Dad, I did almost two million dollars at fifteen points, yeah, brother. So I think I hope they're proud. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's funny. Yeah, I I totally get it. There, he's encouraging our entrepreneurial spirit, but at the same time, he's like, hey, a degree would be a good thing. I hear you. I get well, it. So man. I do have my I do have a bachelor's degree. He just wanted me to get my CPA. But the funny, gotcha. I remember when I gave him the when I gave him the call, and I was like, Dad, I think I'm gonna drop out of college. Uh, you know, we had a long conversation and I just remember him saying, he's like, look, I'm an entrepreneur. I understand. But if you, if you do it now, you're never going to work for someone again. <laughs> That's it. Once you run your own business, it's not, you're not going to go back and start working for people. Yeah. So. I call it uh, becoming certifiably unemployable. I've got some space on my wall back here. I should probably put up my certificate, like certifiably. Unemployable. <laughs> I'd be the worst employee, man. I'm just so used to yeah. like, dude, it's nice outside. 
I'm going to go for a run. Let's go to the zoo. What do you got? Is anyone else bored? Let's go to the zoo. You know, like, yeah, I can do the podcast episode later. You know, I mean, you saw me bump you around a couple of times. I mean, that's just how it goes. You know, there's some things that are kind of urgent, but for the most part, this whole internet marketing gig is pretty flexible. And that's one of the beautiful things about it for sure. He always wanted me to work for two years and then run my own business, but I was just, I couldn't resist. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not a bad call. You know, I'm kind of hoping that my kids, I'm I'm encouraging all of them actually to work for someone besides me where they got to show up on time and work hard and make a good impression and, you know, get a raise or two, you know, and just make that employer sad when you leave because you served them well. That's a good life experience, you know? So there's something to be said for that. There's some wisdom where your dad's pushing you, buddy, because, you know, life life can chew us up and spit you out, man. And you got to know how the world really works. But, uh, you know, you're figuring it out fast in the internet game anyway. Well, okay, so... You've, you've told us your online arbitrage sourcing. You jumped into the My Silent Team Facebook community, which for the listeners, by the way, is completely free. And just as a reminder, if you go to silentgym.com, for those of you who are listening to this or watching it, you can jump over to silentgym.com slash podcast. Look at the episode notes for today. We'll have a link to our free Facebook group. And that's where Hassan jumped in and basically said, I'm just going to search around and see who's talking about wholesale. Absolutely. That's all he did. You know, now we've got it. We've got some modules in the Proven Amazon course that show you 25 ways. Maybe you should go through it, Hassan, if you haven't. Have you been through the wholesale training? Uh, I went through it back in 2016. So it's been updated recently. Teresa, our wholesale coach, phenomenal, like 25 creative ways to land profitable wholesale. It's in the Proven Amazon course. But that's all you did was jump into our free community. And we'll give you that link in the show notes, listeners, today. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, either way, look at the show notes. You can jump in if you're not there. We, we're about to pass 50,000 members, Hassan, as we're recording this, yeah, which is a pretty cool, pretty cool benchmark. We're trying to figure out how to celebrate that. Hey, tell us a little bit more about your non-Amazon adventures. I know you've yeah. got this game that you developed. Take us through that story. What are some lessons you've learned, some failure points and some successes? Because uh, I know a lot of people out there have this product or idea they have in their mind. You know, What's the reality of bringing that to market? And, and yeah. tell us about, because some people might want this game. I think I find it fascinating. For sure. Yeah, I'd love to tell you guys the story of it. It was a friend of a friend. People knew that uh, I was running my own business. I was on Amazon. Uh, they introduced me to Charlie, who had designed a board game about the national parks. Now, my friends knew I love hiking. So uh, when they introduced me to Charlie, I was like, I have to meet this guy. Uh, this sounds like an amazing product. <laughs> I was a bit aggressive in trying to meet him, but I eventually did get him to agree to meet with me. And we just talked for a long time. Uh, the story was that his parents had hiked all 59 national parks. Uh, amazing story. It was a bucket list item. They were in their 60s when they did it. And their son, Charlie, was a board game designer. So as a family bonding moment, they decided to create a board game about trekking the national parks. Uh, and that's the name of the game right now. So I got to meet him. Dad, dad produced it and sold it for a while. But I, I like Charlie. I wanted to work with him. So I decided to hire Charlie. So Charlie became my employee to try and match my wholesale side. Eventually, we talked for a while, and then we co-partnered and created this company called Underdog Games. And then we're bringing back to life the board game, Trekking the National Parks. Let me just, you're, you're speaking fast. I want to make sure everyone's catching this because you're getting a chance to promote your stuff here, buddy. All right? For sure. <laughs> Underdog Games. Is there a website? Yeah. Yep. Underdoggames.com. Underdoggames.com. And the name, of the, the name of the game is Trekking the, the National, National Parks. Parks. Yep. Trekking the National Parks. And is that on Amazon or do you have to go to the Underdog Games site to grab that? No. So it's only on Shopify right now. Shopify uh, through your website. Through your website. Yep. Gotcha. Cool. Yep. Okay. We'll be on Amazon eventually. Who's the target audience for this game? Uh, families. Families cool. love board games. If you love hiking, uh, you'll love the game. 
Um, if you have kids, it's, uh, they, there's acts of East National Park on the cars themselves. Um, it's not inherently an educational game. It's not. It's meant to be a fun game. It has some educational value to it. Uh, it's super fun. Anyone that plays board games, anyone that has a family that you know interested in hiking, anyone that loves the outdoors. I mean, it's got broad appeal. Sure. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Now I know that you did some, uh, you picked up some of our shareable story strategies from the proven yeah. audience formula, if I remember for correct. Sure. Sure. Uh, so it, tell us, you know, if, if for the listener, provenaudienceformula.com or the book by the same title on Amazon, you go to amazon.com, look for proven audience formula. It's a very inexpensive book. Grab a copy of it. We've got multiple examples and Hassan's story could be one of those examples because I know you've got a thousand pre-orders at this point for your game. Uh, talk me through what audience building strategies you used, specifically shareable story type of stuff that you learned from the proven audience formula. Did you, did you hit any home runs there? Did anything flop? I mean, what was the process? How much money did you spend? Take us through that process a little bit. Uh, well, it's a pretty crazy process. Um, my staff will tell you that I tend to have an idea, but I never really have a plan. Uh, because my whole philosophy is just I'll just do stuff until something works. Um, and that's just been how I've approached it. So I even hired him. I even hired Charlie without a plan. Uh, I, I did have somewhat of a plan, but I was like, I know he's a good guy. And we bought the game out and the game was going to launch in August. Um, and we decided that, okay, we do need some quick cash flow for the game. Um, you can't pre-order on Amazon, but Shopify is great. I don't know anything about Shopify, but we'll learn it. And we'll put the website, we'll put it up for pre-order. And I was encouraged. I was part of Proven Audience Formula. I saw what Brett did with a lot of those videos uh, and it got my idea sparked. I was like, look, if we just think the visual aspect of the game, I mean, it's about the national parks. The national parks are the share of the story. Uh, and that's not kind of the key is that the, from our product, the national parks were the share of the story. And the story itself is a shareable. If we film something where we just give them the visual of the game and talk about the story, I'm confident it will work. So we spent a week, put up a Shopify website, uh, put up our game. So our game is not out yet. Right? <laughs> like our game is not going to be here for three or four more months. It's, yeah, you haven't, you haven't shipped the game yet, but you've got a thousand orders, right? Which we'll yeah, get to yeah. that in a minute, but that's yeah. cool. We actually have 5,000 orders. So uh, Even better. So I was like, it's going to be here in three months, but if you put it up on Shopify pre-order, uh, you know what, let's just go for it. And I, so I got my team together and we literally uh, set up in our kitchen in my kitchen, I guess, or in my room. And we just put the game out and we had Charlie, uh, the, the, the son, the person whose story was part of, just go in a circle, show people the game, show people the cards which have the national parks on them, talk about it. We filmed like five different versions. And I said, I remember saying exactly, I was like, well, we'll put a couple hundred to a thousand dollars on it. If we create a couple of orders, at least we'll learn a lot of stuff. We'll learn a lot just from pushing on the ads and stuff. And uh, orders should start pouring in. <laughs> and we just started uh, testing. We, we probably tested over, you know, we started, to, we tested hundreds of times. Uh, we just different text, different headlines, different ways that we could do the videos. We did like produced videos versus non produced videos. And that's the thing about Facebook is like you can listen to all the advice in the world that you want, but it's <laughs> you have to figure out what your audience wants yourself. You have to figure out what it is by your product that your audience likes. And then you just got to test. And never stop testing. All right, you've got me fascinated now. Did you just say you tested hundreds of different videos? Not hundreds of different videos. So we had tens of videos. We had to be we had tens of videos. We had dozens of images, and then we found the way we did it was we found the video that we thought was really good. We found the image that kind of converted, 
Um, what wasn't the image that we thought was going to convert, but that's kind of the point of testing, right? Exactly. Uh, and then we tested a bunch of different headlines and a bunch of different texts. And that's and that leads up to hundreds of different, between all the different combinations, we tested a lot of ads. I'm with uh, you. And then we got a couple of different combinations that really worked. And then we just poured the money in. And the cool thing about ads, it built up the social proof. And the more social proof built up, I mean, our main video has around 800,000 views. Uh, we have about 6,000 shares, uh, 13,000 comments. And that's how we got rolling. And then, you know, Beautiful. Was, okay. Yeah. Hey, shoot me a link for the listeners. With your permission, I'm assuming you're okay if we share your best performing ad with the community, sure. right? Sure. I mean, hopefully gets you guys some some orders. I don't want it to throw off your statistics though. Are you cool with that? I mean, no, it's fine. We okay. Had, we essentially, uh, we are, we had to slow down dramatically the orders because <laughs> our goal for the year is to sell out 9,000 copies. And then I just ordered 18,000 more. So we're now, we're now we're trying to sell out 27,000 copies. Beautiful. For this, I don't want the listeners to miss something that's happening here. Sure. You're taking money from your customers, yeah. pre-orders, and you're telling them, hey, it's going to be several months before we can send this to you. Yeah. Hey, you know, what What do you tell them? Three, four months? What are you telling them we right told now? told them late September. Yeah. Okay. That's so, good. you know, and some of them were ordering a long time ago. So, they're waiting yeah. weeks July. or months. Yeah. July to late September, right? Yeah. So, the money's in your pocket, in the bank. Yeah. Before you make a product, because I, we get this in reverse orders quite often, we think we've got to go in with both feet and, and make a product and have have them on staff and, and have them stacked up in our garage, ready to ship. No pre-orders. Pre-orders Shopify. are amazing. Shopify, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you so you can know. And I love that you were testing different ads. What was your total ad spend before you had one that was working and you knew it was going to be profitable? How much time, effort, energy, and money did you put into that process? What was that to us before we knew something was working? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, one of our yeah. first ads were working. <laughs> Beautiful. Because you uh, said you got a couple orders out of your first guess. First right? guess. Yeah, we put out five videos that first night. Um, mm-hmm. They were very similar. It's not like anything crazy, but one just performed better and one image was performing really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only a couple thousand dollars that we put into it. I mean, the first day we only put a couple hundred dollars into it and we already had orders coming in. And next thing you know, we start pouring money. And once you have money coming in, uh, then you can just keep spending money. It's a confidence boost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, just, you're just tweaking your system, split testing, and you can you can nerd out or you, yeah. or you could just shotgun it. You know. Yeah. Uh, some people. I'll give you an example of. Yeah, please. Um, I'll give you an example of how we improved over time. I mean, originally, the first, like I said, I mean, uh, we were spending. Ours is a fifty dollar game, so there's a little bit more margin built into it. But we were spending, you know, twelve to fifteen dollars to get a sale. By the end of it. We were only spending five dollars to get a fifty dollars sale. Um, what's your margin on the fifty dollars? I'm imagining the game can't be that expensive to produce. Oh, uh, it's pretty high. <laughs> it's pretty high. We're looking, looking about uh, yeah, we're looking about a twenty twenty five dollar margin. Oh, game. that's still that's great though. You know, yeah, you're spending five to make twenty five basically. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And, and it just and like I said, this was a pre order. Like yeah. we're shipping the games out now, so we're shipping out the five thousand games right now. And we're excited to get into the customer's hands. And then when it comes back, when we get the next 18,000 units, uh, we're going to bring it back to Amazon and see how that goes for us too. And then in the meantime, I mean, we are all, we're just testing as many different methods as we can. We have a Facebook page called uh, uh, Trekking the National Parks. That's the name of our Facebook page. Cool. It is, we're at 9,500 likes right now on that Facebook page. We have amazing engagement. Uh, Our goal is to build a group. Uh, in a bit about hiking the national parks because the parents are still very involved in talking to people. They love the parks. I love the parks. And we just want to create a community around that. Um, We're working with influencers right now. I mean, we're just calling anything. 
people just love the product. So we're trying to get awareness as much as we can out there. I love it, man. You know, I'm, I'm dropping a hint for the first time. Brett and I have been talking about something that's working amazingly well. You're going to want to keep an eye out for this, Hassan, and the listeners too, where we're really dialing in how to build an explosively responsive and engaged Facebook page very quickly. I mean, we're just like niche after niche after niche. We're just, yeah. oh, you're going to dig into this. <laughs> They probably have some stuff to contribute to it, but we're hitting all kinds of random niche markets. And then there's then there's so many ways to monetize besides just the game. I'm sure you know this, Asana. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got a niche audience that's interested in this particular subject, the the merch possibilities, Amazon merch, but I mean, just like, you know, t-shirts and, and other, or even like big vacation packages, you uh, know, partner up with the travel agencies and, you know, all kinds of opportunity here because you know they're in this niche. I want to talk a little bit more about your your marketing efforts though for the advertising on Facebook. Uh, did you guys, it's, it sounds to me like you guys kind of took a shotgun approach and I have a couple questions for you here. One is which ads are performing better in general? The stuff that you shot with a cell phone and marginal quality or the stuff where you kind of, because I think you said you went all in and you, he had some higher production quality stuff too. Like, which is working better for you guys? Yeah, well, we didn't exactly do higher production quality. But we, what we tried doing was we used video editing software to try adding like fancy graphics and fancy text and try and make it seem like it was a very uh, high quality produced video. Gotcha. And those just failed quickly. It was just a cell phone. I mean, that's, Brett was preaching it. Um, yep. It's true. Uh, we theorized a lot about it. And our theory is that it just seems natural while you're scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You feed someone, and it's just him talking about the game. It's just what you yeah. expect one of your friends. It doesn't surprise me a bit to hear you say that because, you know, like you said, that's one of the lessons in the proven audience formula is if you want to really win with simple viral content, it's got to look like someone picked up a cell phone and just started shooting. That's Absolutely. the stuff that outperforms, you know, unless you're ready to spend $5 million and make some kind of high production quality entertainment level you know, George Lucas level stuff. Yeah. Just pick up a cell phone. <laughs> There's no in between. There's no in between ground that you can play in. Uh, just grab that cell phone and go. Uh, so that's yeah. cool. That's cool to hear. I did. I'd never asked you that question. So I'm glad to hear that answer. <laughs> uh, and then, so right now, what's your ad budget look like? And like, do you feel like you've kind of peaked it out? You say you're, we're turning $5 bills into 25 right now. You know, if you don't mind sharing, what's some detail? Like, how much are you guys spending right now, and how what's that looking like uh, as far as like a weekly expense? To, well, to at this moment, nothing because like we we're out of game. We're gonna you're tapped out. We're gotcha. tapped out, and we're waiting. We're waiting heavily. Uh, but like I said, if you have the games, I mean, spending five dollars to make twenty five is a no brainer. <laughs> we'll spend we'll spend that infinitely, and so whatever number of games we had. I mean, how much have we spent total? We've spent tens of thousands uh, on Facebook ads because. Like I said, once you're spending money to make money, it's not really, it's, it's an easy yeah, stuff. It's exactly, once it's all dialed in. Any other big lessons that uh, from, from the game itself and from the, what you've learned, anything that pops into your mind that the, the listeners yeah. might benefit from, things you learned along the way? Uh, for sure, yeah. A couple of tips. That I, so I've mentored a couple of people into starting completely different businesses. Uh, I just love, one of, my, one of my goals in life is to start a nonprofit business incubator. So people know that I started a business and I've helped a few people. And one of the things I see all the time, people get really stuck on overthinking, all right? They're, they're trying to create a process before they've even done anything. And because process is a hot word, right? Mm -hmm. And I 100% right. agree that process is a great thing, but you can't create a process till you've actually proven it. Like don't automate till you prove it. So it's the barrier to success. Don't overthink. You got to hop into it. 
and you got to learn from failure. So I, that's always been the first thing I tell people. The second thing is there's a ton of people that are out there giving advice, um, including us, including me right now. Uh, but even then, don't necessarily listen to me if it doesn't apply to you. My advice is meaningless if it does not fit into what your business model is or if it does not fit into the kind of person or the kind of advice that applies to you, like that fits well with how you work. And so just, you know, there's so many courses, there's so much stuff. Just keep trying. Just keep trying whatever it is. If you if you hear a course, if you watch a course, if you listen to something, you might not buy into it completely. Don't copy and paste the exact business plan, but take the golden nuggets from those courses, apply it to your own life. And that's where you find a lot of success. Like I, I watched a lot of food and Amazon course. I think it's an amazing foundation to get started on Amazon. But I didn't take exactly what you said and use it. I, I took what applied to me. Uh, I took what I thought was incredibly useful. And then I made, made my own business out of it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I can't disagree. Uh, there is not a cookie cutter approach that's going to work for everyone out there. Like, you know, that's what we say with our coaching program. Sometimes people come to us and say, Hey, can I see the syllabus for your coaching program? And like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have one. You know, yeah. if we had a syllabus, we could hire people for 15 bucks to read through the workbook with you and you fill in the blade. You know, that's how we're used to, that's what people think of when they think of education. It's like, Hey, where's sure. the workbook I'm going to work through and learn what everyone else is learning. That's not how this works. Uh, I just recorded a recent episode, Hassan, I think you'll like, but I, I find a common, and, and you're yet another example of one of the most common character traits, if not the most common character trait I see in the people in our community who are succeeding as internet entrepreneurs. And you just hit the nail on the head. It's the willingness to test, 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 fail, 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 yeah. realizing that it's costing me virtually nothing to test and fail. Now you've spent tens of thousands on ads at this point, but that was only once you started turning $5 bills into $25. Exactly. Yeah. The process of testing up to that point, really, when you look at it and compare to, I mean, you're, you're blessed. You're in your mid early twenties. You know, you jump back in time before you were born. The prospect of starting a business up until that point in time meant spending tens of thousands of dollars, months, if not years of planning yeah. and getting, you know, getting your building and your permits and hiring your people and, and hoping someday the marketing could, department will pull off a miracle and we'll start sure. making some money. Sure. Right? Well, now we're saying, hey, market on the front end. Don't do any of that other stuff. Just market. I mean, yeah. you, you don't even have the physical product in your warehouse yet and you've sold 5,000 of them. Yeah. That's because you marketed first with very low risk tests. The audience said, yeah, I'll wait a few months for that. That looks cool. Yeah. Here's my money. And you use that money to go make the product. Yeah. And we're doing the same thing with Dynasty Toys right now. We're, we're showing drawings, literally just drawings. We don't even have a prototype. And I would hypothesize that had you only had drawings, not even a prototype, <laughs> you could have come close to pulling off the same thing, right? It's like, hey, here's a game we're wanting Potential, to build. Yeah. Here's the idea. Here's some images we're going to use here. You know, if you guys want this, we're going to make it. That's the time we live in where these very low risk. So hopefully that sparks some creativity in some folks mm -hmm. that are thinking, well, I've got to have time and money and yeah. raise, raise a bunch of money and be willing to take a big risk and fill my garage with inventory. And we'll know a few years from now yeah. if I just buried myself financially or if this is going to work. No, that's not, you don't have to do that anymore. So I, mean, I love there's, there's nothing like Facebook marketing in the world. I mean, back in the day, like you said, if you wanted to do marketing, you got to spend a thousand dollars on a billboard and you have to have a plan from the beginning. We just said, let's put $20 in. I mean, honest to God, if you only add $20 and uh, you have to sell a $50 you know, item, you can do it. And then that's how you scale up. The first day, like I said, we only spent a couple hundred bucks and you know, we, we scaled up quickly because once we found the success, but it didn't, we didn't spend a lot of money before we found success. 
you find success pretty quick. And then that's when you start scaling up. Then there's nothing like it because you could try a hundred different ads for 10 bucks each. And there's, you're pretty much guaranteed that one, some, one of those ads is going to work. <laughs> I just thought of the other question I wanted to ask you too about sure. your, your advertising, your ads. How targeted were your ads? Uh, we, we got lucky. Our ads are very, it's very easy to target. We just target people that like national parks. Yeah. So, so that was actually a keyword that was sitting out there. And it's like, hey, let's, let's try that. We literally went into Facebook. So if people don't know a lot about Facebook targeting, Facebook has a tool called Audience Insights where you can go in and you can say, okay, uh, we want to see how many people are part of this search. So what we did was pretty simple. We just wrote out every single national park. We added it to a list. And it ended up being like 3 million people. Oh, and we targeted moms. Moms are always the buyers in the family. It's just a way. And so our, ma- our main target audience uh, yeah, of was uh, 45 plus women that like national parks. And that's it. That's all we really had to do. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh, and there are some people that will tell you like targeting is the end all be all. And there are other people that will tell you it's just the ad. If the ad works, it's going to work mm-hmm. no matter who the audience is. Mm-hmm. It'll become better with targeting, but you got to get a good ad first. Yeah. Well, you know, what we teach, the proven audience formula, if you recall one of the lessons we teach is, you know, Brett calls it our button smashing strategy. It's like, Hey, let's just target everybody. And Facebook will tell us who likes our ad after we spend about 50 bucks or so. They're going to say, Hey, just turns out that these people really like your ad. Do you want us to show it more to them? And we like, yes, let's do that. (laughs) Exactly. So now instead of throwing this wide net to everybody where Facebook narrows it down. So you don't have to dig into targeting and get an advanced degree and target demographics. You know, you can skip that whole section of your marketing knowledge base that says, draw a picture of your perfect customer and then target your product at that perfect. No, let them tell you, let them find you. And I use this example sometimes, Hassan. I used to think I knew what audience was attracted to what we do around here. I had in my head people like you, basically, and a a whole bunch of you, they're like in college, interested in business, but they want to do something entrepreneurial. And you're kind of on the, you're on the edge of the bell curve, buddy. I mean, you know, people in their early, early mid twenties who are entrepreneurial, you guys tend to hang out a lot of other places, not so much in our community. And I thought that's who I was talking to, but it wasn't when I started looking, I had attracted a completely different audience. You know, our average, our average audience, it's a, I even looked at it one time. It's a guy named Mike in his late forties to mid fifties with some college education, but maybe he did well, maybe he didn't. He's not really using it. You know, you start drilling into like who we've actually attracted at the top of our bell curve. Now we appeal to everybody, but that's our core. I had no idea and I didn't need to have an idea make your content, put it out there and the world will tell you who it resonates with and then serve that community well. You know, it's that simple. So yeah, I'd I'd be curious to see what would happen with your guys' marketing if you just spread the net a little more. There may be an entire new demographic out there that, because you guys started off kind of narrow. And from my perspective, with your targeting. We have tested uh, a whole bunch of different audiences. So it's a tricky conundrum because the National Parks audience is the cheapest to sell to. They're the ones that it costs is average, um, uh, ROAS, sorry, ROAS is return on advertising spent. It right. costs average cost of sale. Uh, either one. Those are lowest uh, when it comes to, well, the it cost is lowest when it comes to the National Parks audience. The problem is you will, we will start tapping out of people to send to you and that's when we need to broaden up. So we are actively looking at, all right, once, once we think that our audience, you know, once we start seeing a frequency, there's a frequency uh, ratio in Facebook. Once that goes into the two, that means everyone's seen the ad twice already. Then we got to start cutting back and saying, all right, how do we find more people? And we're right there. So when we do our next burst of advertising spend, we'll probably try mm-hmm. to find a broader audience. 
or just as a, you know, just as a suggestion, and you guys have thought of these things, but for the listener's sake too, now what do you do when you've kind of started to saturate that target market? And you're not there yet, but as you start to approach it, what's the next step? And I would propose the next step to keep it very simple is go to your audience and say, hey, what else do you guys want? A survey is a beautiful thing. Yeah. How else can we serve you? What else can we do? That's for sure. or, or here's three or four ideas we're thinking about. Which one do you guys like best? Right? You know, a version two of the game or you know, is it, do you guys want to get together? I mean, we all like hiking, you know, some kind of, yeah. big, you know, let's do the game in real life here, this date, you know, and you film it, that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you've got a lot of opportunities there, but you know, let ask the audience, see what they want. And that's where having a Facebook page and having a list is, yeah, as, as you said before, your business is your list. Yes. Um, it's not so. the product. Yeah. It's, the, com- exactly. it's the, the community. It's the process. Product is third. It's, yeah. it's easy. Products come and go, you know, and, and you can be passionate about it. That's great. And you need to be, but products come and go, you know, just like Brett and I talk all about all the time. Here's, you know, we've sold a lot of this baby, but yeah. it'll, it'll come and go, but we've got the audience. We've got millions of toy buying families. Exactly. Right. You know, moms that are interested in your brand. I mean, that's invaluable. We got, you know, our end goal is to have a group of 50,000, hundred thousand national park lovers. And we make a bunch of different products based off that. Uh, if you ever wanted to, you know, absolutely, man, all kinds of great lessons baked into today's, uh, today's episode. Well, you got anything else that you want to share with us? I think we could repeat one more time how people can track you down and uh, get a, get a copy of that game or see your Facebook group. Sure. Again, send me that link, man. I want to see your best performing ad too. So we can show people an example of, you know, turning on your cell phone, recording your stuff and putting it out there as an ad, how simple it can be. I love that. But uh, anything else to run past the listeners today before we land this plane? Uh, for sure. Just uh, just to repeat, Underdog Games is the name of the company, underdoggames.com. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, just Google Trekking the National Parks. Uh, you'll see our page. We post uh, awesome pictures and facts about national parks. Uh, we're going to be doing some cool contests soon, hopefully, and uh, trying to really engage with the audience. That's our end goal. Uh, and just remember, my friends Max and Garland always say, action beats knowledge because knowledge comes from action. So just go do something. If you're, if you're trying to start, just go do something. You'll learn a ton. Man, I, I love that quote, I, you know, I was just studying, literally studying today, the importance of not filling your head with information before you act, but the importance of acting and how that will take you to great places. And you'll find yourself finding the right information. And it's the same thing with like, um, it sounds like a strange thing to tie together. So bear with me here, but <laughs> relationship advice. Sometimes, you know, I've heard different marriage counselors or relationship counselors, they'll say, you know, like, let's say there's a married couple, like, ah, I've kind of, ah, I've kind of lost that passion. I've lost interest in this other. So the question becomes, what would you do if you were truly in love with that person? Or to take that to business, what would you be doing right now if you were truly passionate about a business interest? And like you were all like, what actions would you be taking? Mm-hmm. If you start taking those actions, you find yourself in a great place. So the action comes first and then you feel and then you see the results. So right. act first. Like you want me to just do, yeah, take take out your video camera, film something, anything, put up a test Facebook ad. It's a total flop, total failure. That's better time spent than reading a, three books about Facebook marketing. Exactly. Right? It's just get just get it out there. And as Brett says, button smash, pretend you know what you're doing, run into some brick walls, get over them, jump into a free Facebook community. Right figure out that next step, surround yourself with creative people, get out there and act like an entrepreneur and then good things begin happening. Or if it's marriage advice, act like a great wife, act like a great husband and just watch how that starts to heal the relationship. It's like the action comes before the feeling, the action comes before the results. 
So that's a great lesson. That's a good way to end the episode today too, I believe. So, all right, Hassan, man, thanks for being around today to hang out with us a little bit. And I can't wait to see what happens with this game, man. Sounds like it's a real winner that you're tied into and where else this takes you. And uh, you've got uh, an infectious attitude and, and spirit, entrepreneurial spirit. So it's really cool hanging out with you today. And for the listeners who are watching or listening today, thank you for your time. It's always a blast doing these episodes for you and with you. And uh, give us your feedback. If it's been a while since you left us a review, hey, we're on YouTube now too. We've only got a few episodes out there. So subscribe over there on YouTube and leave us some comments there. Let us know what you think. We value your feedback. But thanks, Hassan, again, for our guest today. Best wishes for an awesome Q4 for listeners and for you, Hassan. God bless you guys. Business building warriors, you know we're in your corner. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.